welcome to the first episode of The Situation. Uh, I am your host, Sean Slater, alongside my dear friend, Coach Dustin Crow. Hey, hello everybody. This is Dustin Crow. I'm so happy to be here. Um, talk some sports, talk some unique and uh, fun and interesting uh, situations that might come about in life and sports, and we're happy that y'all are going to join us. Yeah, so the concept of this podcast came about when I was kind of laying around and I was watching some football on New Year's Eve, and or New Year's Day, I should say, and uh, watching Cincinnati and Georgia, and Cincinnati made a call in a certain situation that ended up getting them roasted for losing a bowl game, and I was just sitting there thinking like, man, how many times do we sit there and we dissect these situations in sports? And I was texting back and forth with Dustin, and and I just came like, well, why don't we just talk about it? I mean, we do it anyways, so why not just set something up and discuss these things and and give our opinions and and see what other opinions are that people may have and and have a little fun while we're doing it. So that's kind of the concept of uh, of the show. Um, it, you guys may know me, may not know me. Uh, my name is Sean Slater. Uh, I am a head football coach at a small uh, high school outside of Yakima, Washington. I'm also a head track coach at that same school. Uh, I've been coaching since 2005 in various sports such as football, basketball, track. Um, I'm not by any means the end-all know-all, but I do like to talk sports and situations and I Hope that you're uh, willing to come along with this journey. Uh, Coach Crow, I'm going to let him introduce kind of himself and so you get to know him a little bit. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Uh, this is a lot of fun just having the opportunity to, you know, just kind of discuss something that we love, which is different sports and we'll also get into kind of some situations in life. Um, I just want to make one thing clear uh, before we move on too far. Um, this is not a show where we roast coaches and second guest Division one and FBS power five head coaches and NFL <laughs> head coaches. That is not the intention um, Just like Sean, I've got a Background in in in, in athletics and coaching. Um, I am a head coach of a decent sized uh, High school track and field program in central Washington. Um, I have never uh, coached at the power five level I have never coached at the NFL level and chances are I will not ever <laughs> um, so that is not the point of this and you know maybe at times it can sound like oh it's just second guessing and hating on that coach that's not the attention the attention is just kind of have a fun discussion about different um, scenarios that we find interesting right and you know who knows you might be a coach out there and and hear this discussion and it might spark some thinking uh, if you're ever in that situation, that's kind of the idea is, you know, we never know when we're going to find ourselves in a certain athletic situation um, that we have to make a decision and we only have either seconds and or less than a minute. Uh, so we want to make sure that we uh, are, you know, just kind of analyzing for fun. And again, like coach said, we are not D1 coaches, professional coaches. Uh, but I don't think that uh, you need to be at quite at that level just to have an opinion, and it doesn't mean that our opinions are right, but it, like I said, hopefully it, it leads to some 
thinking and maybe some discussion among uh, people and coaches. I mean, uh, it's never uh, a bad thing to look at different situations and say, how, how would I have done in that situation? So the first situation that we would like to discuss on this show is the situation that sparked the, uh, the show itself. So we're going to revisit the uh, play that Cincinnati decided to make. Uh, again, Cincinnati, they're playing Georgia. They're up to late in the fourth quarter. Uh, there's about a minute uh, 40 to go. It's third and two. Georgia is uh, out of timeouts. And Cincinnati decides instead of running the ball, they decide to throw the ball. So we're going to bring that play up and then uh, we'll kind of break it down a little bit more and talk about uh, just how we feel about what happened in that situation. Motion for Cincinnati. Ritter on the sprint out, hits the corner downfield, has a man tipped up. Incomplete stops the clock with 134 to go and Georgia. So that was the third down play. Cincinnati decides they call a timeout and they decide to run a sprint out uh, pass, no play action or anything like that, uh, to try to catch Georgia off guard. Uh, and it obviously falls incomplete. And there's a lot more to it that we're going to talk about, but. What happens is it falls incomplete. Georgia gets the ball back. They drive the field and end up kicking a 50-plus yard field goal for the win to beat Cincinnati by one. Um, and Cincinnati, who had been pretty much in control of the whole game, you know, ends up uh, losing to a, a Power 5 team, an SEC team. And, uh, you know, some people decided to roast Cincinnati on, hey, why, would, why wouldn't you run the ball or anything like that? And so um, I guess where we start is with the obvious. Coach, would you run the ball in that situation? Okay. I mean, in hindsight, that's easy to answer. Of course you would. Um, you run the ball there. It's third and two. Uh, at that point, Georgia probably has to call that timeout, which comes up big. Because they needed that timeout late in the game to, to get the field goal unit uh, on, on the board. And um, they were able to use the middle of the field and late in that drive because they had the timeout in the back pocket. If you run the ball there, you, um, you probably force Georgia to use that timeout. Um, I will say this, though. Um, several times kind of down the stretch, they'd, uh, Cincinnati had picked up some first down using some quarterback run off a read option look and they converted on some uh, play action passes and the Georgia defensive line had absolutely late in that game just been eating Cincinnati's lunch in the long run game so I completely understand kind of shying away from the run game um, at that point and, 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 and trying to catch him off guard with the sprint out that being said the Georgia defender was lost. He had absolutely no idea where that receiver was, and I'm not sure he sees the ball. The ball ends up hitting him in the helmet. Um, you know, nine times out of ten in that scenario, that DB runs into the receiver and the flags come flying. 
first down Cincinnati, but he was able to stay off the receiver and jumped at just the right time, and the ball ended up hitting him instead of uh, getting to the Cincinnati receiver. So it's easy in hindsight to say, run the ball, coach, but there's a lot of things that could have went just subtly differently in that play, and it's Cincinnati first down, and... Um, you know they're running, they're running out the clock and 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 beating beating an SEC team. Yeah, I um, it's always tough when a play like that doesn't work out for you. I love the aggressiveness of going for the win rather than um, you know, being conservative and you know maybe we get the win, maybe we don't. I I love coaches in that situation that. Uh, they want to win. They don't want to wait anymore. They want to end the game right there. I thought it was a decent play call. Um, when I kind of watch the routes again, uh, they do scrape that receiver free. Uh, and if it wasn't for George's corner coming off of his receiver and again, just flying back and having the ball hit off his helmet, you know, we're talking about what a great play call Cincinnati made and, and the guts to go for it. And, hey, here we go. And that's what it takes to win in the moment. And, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't come through that way for Cincinnati. And I, I always have a tough time with trying to, you know, roast a coach. Because, again, it's real easy to come back and say, well, you just run the ball in that situation. And, and of course, that's the conservative thing. And you're right in that situation because you're proven right. Uh, so it's it's a tough play call. If I was in that situation, I would, I would be going for the win too. Uh, you and me had talked about maybe not doing a straight sprint out, maybe doing something with a couple more options in it, maybe a, an RPO. Uh, some sort of a play action uh, that gives you a little bit more options. Because when it comes down to it, that's really a one receiver route is what they're hoping for, which, I mean, if your receiver's open and you throw the ball like he was, um, I mean, obviously you can be proven right. But, you know, there's obviously some validity to uh, giving quarterback, especially an athletic quarterback, um, like Cincinnati had, uh, of letting him use his legs to maybe pick up. It wasn't like it was a third and seven, you know, or or even a third and five or third. It was third and two. They had actually picked up a first down using some quarterback legs. Uh, right before that, it was like a second and four, and they run a little read option, and quarterback is able to scrape to the edge and pick up the first down. And, you know, they did call a timeout right there. So you could have, you know, really set yourself up for maybe having that option, really being able to talk with your quarterback about, hey, this is what we're going to do. If you see it, pick it up with your legs. If not, then this is what we're looking for, throwing the ball and really have that discussion. But, um, you know, I that's kind of where I would have gone in my thinking in that situation, I, I, I would like to give my quarterback, especially an athletic quarterback that can do both throw and run of giving him both options. Now, maybe he did have that option on that sprint out to where he gets out there. And if he did see green to, to pull and run, but that 
that looks mostly like, uh, hey, we're sprinting out. We're going to hit this one guy. We're going to slip him out, and this is what we're banking the game on. So uh, maybe give yourselves some more options. I, but like I said, I love going for it, throwing and trying to win the game. But maybe just give yourself some options in, uh, you know, kind of my opinion on that situation right there. Coach? It's all pretty legit. Like I said, it, it, you get real damn smart when you can um, watch the, watch the play, watch it happen, That's watch right. the watch the end of the game, and then say, "Oh, he should have done this." <laughs> um, I will say this though: that was one fun game to watch. Um, I was definitely just absolutely pulling hard for the Group of Five team, Cincinnati, against the big bad SEC, and uh, it almost happened. And that's why this is just so fun to discuss. You know, and it's 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 also something to be said too, that you know they come up putting the ball. Georgia has to drive the field. Um, I know it's late in the game, and crazy things always seem to happen. You could control a team for, you know, three and a half, three and three quarters of the time, and then all of a sudden, that last four minutes, a defense that wasn't allowing anything can't stop. A team from completing 10 and outs and you know seam routes and anything like that all of a sudden you just can't get it to stop the bleeding you know and they just kind of limp it up field uh, penalties come seem to come flying in always uh, to help you get yourself going wild things happen because uh, again at the at the other side of this is you had a pretty good defense you know that Georgia's going to have to drive uh, and they don't have a lot of time. You're hoping that maybe you can get a takeaway. You know, they make an errant throw, a tip, something like that hap happens. Your defense intercepts it and we're, you know, still looking at that situation, but you're walking away with the win. Um, so again, it's, it's, it's difficult to, you know, really roast a coach for, saying, hey, I'm going to take this chance knowing, too, I've got my defense. I'm going to put confidence in my defense uh, to get this done, to make something happen. And to Cincinnati's credit, they did play tough. Georgia did have to make a long field goal. I mean, that kicker, that was a new record for him. I think it was a 53 or 54-yard field goal that he had to hit. I think his previous long was 51, so he did have to come through and hats off to a Georgia kicker to just go through like that was a PAT, man. I mean, he just came through on that and and peered it right down the middle. And it's frustrating when you're a coach and, and uh, you know, you think you do all everything right. And, I mean, kids got to make plays too. So, I don't know. It's it, tough, tough situation right there. That's totally a good point. I was going to mention um... – Let's not forget in this whole situation, the whole scenario, that the kid had to walk out and just drill a 53-yard field goal. Yeah. Three seconds left in the go. Yeah. And, uh, he, and he, he hammered it. Man, there was he, no doubt about that. I mean, it didn't and, look like there was any kind of pressure on him. Right. I mean, it is, this is a big moment for Georgia, and that kid absolutely stone cold. How many times do you see... People miss, you know, 30-yard field goals that are considered chip shots, yeah, and they, yeah. man, they, they just miss those. This is something, it's it's a tough situation. Now, granted, they were in a controlled environment, being in a dome, but you still got to kick it up and through. Still got to put it 53 yards in, in the air and 10 feet high. 
So I, I when I come back to it again, I I really like the the call to go for it. Maybe I would have opted for something that gave us um, maybe a couple more options. You know, at least at least the ability to run. And again, like I like I said, I I don't know that there wasn't an option to run on that. It looks like a straight sprint out. Maybe he has the option there to pull it down and run, but um, you know, maybe play action there holds people a little bit more. Uh, but I I love the aggressiveness. I mean, that's if if I'm gonna die on a hill, you know, and they're gonna say, hey, either we, we can run the ball, knowing that Georgia had been pretty tough against the run. Uh, Cincinnati was down their uh, left tackle who had been ejected earlier in the game, uh, right before half. So the guy that they had in there to uh, replace was having a tough day. I think he had something like three false starts. He had at least one holding, maybe two. He had a very tough time. He was uh, putting in a tough situation. Uh, just like anybody, I mean, we always talk next man up, but the reality is, you know, your starting five are getting more reps. They're starting five for a reason. And, uh, you know, maybe they didn't have the confidence that that backside guy was going to hold. Maybe, you know, they were trying to help him out with more of a pass situation. They felt that maybe he had, you know, been stronger uh, with his pass blocking versus his run blocking. I mean... There are so many factors that we don't know, and uh, you know we can only go with what we saw. But uh, I, I, like I said, if I'm gonna, if if I'm gonna die on a hill, I'm gonna. I feel more confident going for it, letting my team know that I trusted them to go for it. Now the flip side of that is, well, you didn't trust your defense. No, I, I, I trust that if we can't get this done, that our defense is going to pick it. Up. So I'm showing confidence in my offense. Hey, we're going to get this. And I'm showing confidence in my defense. Hey, I know that if we don't get this, I've got you guys to ready to go to pick up your offense. That's kind of my thought process on that. But, you know, in that situation, if you, if you don't get it, you can definitely come off as not knowing what you're doing, which is a strange thing. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Coach. What what else do you feel on that? Uh, do you like? I, I mean, I like him going to the right there. They were going away from their weak tackle. Obviously, it's a right-handed quarterback. It's a good call. Um, I don't know if a straight drop back or see. I'm I'm afraid they're to straight drop back because that Georgia D line really had been handling people. They were uh, late in the game. They really were starting to take over. They were pinning their ears back. And um, you know, I don't um. I don't follow uh, Cincinnati football enough to kind of have a good um, understanding of uh, kind of the where the tendency of the coach is. But here's what I like here, and you, you, you touched on it a little bit. I like kind of having an overall philosophy going into the game about what you're going to do to what you're going to do in the, those type of situations. Um, you know, because even though they they called a timeout, as you know. Uh, Time reaches warp speed during during timeouts or um, play uh, or the play clock in key situations like that. You know, you think, oh, he called a timeout. 
still that time flies in there um, so you if having kind of a a little bit of a, a philosophy already in in, in, in place and um, having a little bit of a philosophy in place I think is important there coach probably says you know what I get in this situation I'm going for the win yep. and I, I, I can I have a whole hell of a lot of respect for that mm-hmm. yeah you know and I you know I've been in some some situations that hey you got to make a call and you go with your gut I remember you know a couple years ago just from my personal experience we're playing a game and and we're down two points and it's we're backed on our own 30 and we know that if we don't get this first down the game's over we're going it's fourth down and we're going for it there's no point in punting and it was fourth and about eight and you know most situations obviously they know we're going for it there's no surprise but i was hoping that they would be playing off playing a little soft because of the distance and we made the choice hey i'm gonna call counter and we run counter catch them in a soft spot and we run the ball down to about the 10 yard line and we managed to through a cavalcade of errors we end up kicking a field goal and and winning the game but you know sometimes you gotta i mean obviously we were gonna go i mean it wasn't a, a philosophy thing of like oh it's third down like no this was fourth down this is on the game we were fortunate to catch them in a little bit softer coverage um and run encounter as opposed to running a play action which is usually my gut is to run some sort of a play action type thing a bootleg play action to give my quarterback a little bit of options to either pick it up with his feet or give him a couple levels. Um, so there is, I will always say, there's a little bit of a gut feeling. And it's obviously not the same situation because this team that we were going up against, they knew we were going to go for it. And obviously it was a third down situation for Cincinnati. So a little bit, you know, uh, as far as game on the line. And if they didn't get it, you know, the game was over officially. Like there was still, you know, they were going to punt the ball and play defense, that kind of thing. But, you know, just having that, that mindset of, hey, we're going to try to go, and this is what I feel based on what we're seeing. And that's what we talked about with George's D-line really pinning their ears back. You don't have all five of your starters in in that situation. It is only two yards. Um, it is a third down. The you know metrics or whatever you want to say would say, like if I was a defensive coach, I would say that they would be running the ball. Like if I was calling defense in that situation – I would have some sort of a run blitz on and uh, I would sell out because knowing we need to get a stop, uh, I would probably not be in a safe coverage situation where I'm only rushing four and I've got seven dropped off. I would, you know, want to pin my ears back and bring that. And Cincinnati, I'm sure, had some sort of awareness of what the defensive call was. Uh, Watching the play over um, just now, uh, the Georgia D-line was really getting after it on that play as well. And um, they, they did roll the quarterback right. He did not have it on the run. He was going to get picked up on the – he was not going to make the two yards on the run. Um, so he made the, – the quarterback made the wise, wise decision to sling it downfield. Just didn't quite execute. But, yeah, you, 
you raised some good points in terms of what the defense was doing, and the Georgia D line won that won that snap for sure. Yeah, and it did take a Herculean effort by Georgia's defense that corner. I mean, he comes off of his man, and like we talked about, I mean, he. the ball goes off the back of his helmet. Like he's literally just running with arms up, hoping that something happens. And if there's just a little bit more loft on the ball, uh, I mean, we're talking about how Cincinnati just beat a SEC team and how they should have been ranked higher and more respected. Not that they shouldn't be, but again, winning uh, in college football, especially, uh, you know, trumps all other talk i mean we could talk about how cincinnati had a great game plan and everything like that but the fact of the matter is at the end of the day they were one point less than georgia so that cincinnati win there i think just forces so many discussions that i'd love to see happen um group of five access to more playoffs more new year six games etc um i'm just a big fan of that i'm just a big fan of getting rewarded um, for your season, regardless of what uh, league you might play in. Yeah. I I think that we're getting to that point as well with uh, the amount of talent that's out there. We've been seeing it increase for years uh, where, I mean, talent used to only come from California, Texas, Ohio, and Florida. I mean, that was pretty much where the ta- – and then you'd get a sprinkling from all over the place. But you're just seeing with – uh, the way things are going now with training and access to athletic uh, uh, facilities and improvements there. I mean, you're finding places that are small rural uh, uh, schools like Royal High School. You know, they're out in the middle of nowhere and their facilities are top notch and they are sending players to, to FBS and FCS schools all the time. Uh, they're one of the more respected places and they have you know, 500 kids in their school. And they're they're not a private school. They're a public farming town. They've just, you know, really figured it out. And you're seeing that a lot more. Whereas in years past, I mean, you wouldn't even hardly look at small schools to try to get pool talent from. And we're just seeing an increase of talent, which is making those group of five schools a lot better. We're also seeing improvement in coaches. I mean, when coaches or head coaches used to be when they were getting those lower considered lower jobs, you know, they were still learning. But now with the way technology is and how coaches are learning and developing that when a college like Cincinnati gets a coach like that, man, that coach doesn't really have a, a need to leave that school immediately and try to find, quote, greener pastures now are there greener pastures well i guess there are yes there are but cincinnati's facilities are still really good uh they're able to pull down obviously really good talent uh that even being in the same state as ohio state you're able to get those talented players away from ohio state and say hey come to uc and the facility drop off is not that big and you can you know talk to kids more about hey come here and play here you will play whereas if you go to ohio state maybe you don't see the field until your red shirt senior year 
So that could be enticing to some kids that are that are talented and eager to get on the field. And and uh, I agree with you. I I'm really hoping that we start to see uh, these group of five teams really push these power five teams start to get more wins and we get into a new era of college football within the next couple years. I think it would be really fun, really exciting. Competition is not a bad thing. You know, it's always exciting. That game was very exciting. It was a great football game. Man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's why we're talking about yeah, it. It was just, it was a month ago. Throw it throw it all together. <laughs> um that was just an absolute great football game to watch. It was a great football game. I can't remember what day of the week it was. Just great yeah. time to sit on the couch and cheer my pants off for uh, for, <laughs> for the Bearcats. <laughs> yeah, it was an exciting uh, game. And again, like people, like you're saying, you, you really didn't follow Cincinnati other than, man, we're, this is a talented team. And then when you finally got to see them play, holy cow, like this is a legit team. Yeah. Not just talented, but like, legit talented so yeah cincinnati was a story all year because they just kept winning and uh yeah it was really fun to watch them go toe to toe with georgia and give them everything they wanted exactly and and it's fun to see those kinds of games i hope that we get more games like that coming up i know that this year was really weird uh go figure but uh hopefully when things start to normalize we start to get some more marquee games with power five and group of five and hopefully the group of five turns in to more of these power fives and we get these power 10 conferences yeah. or whatever and and we're getting closer i feel to getting to more of a playoff situation closer to what everybody else does you know every other football league uh, anything like that you're always seeing at least eight teams or so i mean the nfl expanded their brackets and right more which, teams you know the, granted those are professionals and they're being paid but the weekend that included those extra playoff games that was just great yeah and the games were great too almost all the games i'd have to i'd have to look it up and look look at the scores and see which games were played when but i remember those wild card that first wild card weekend the games were just great yeah, you had six games, and and I hope that college football sees that. Hey, you know, and now, now they always make the argument of the of the bowl season, and hey, bowls are important. But man, I mean, yeah, that's the that's obviously the huge challenge that that college football has that no one else deals with is the power of the bowls. And there, it, it, and bowl season's great. I mean, yeah, bowl season's fun. It is. It, it, I feel like, and I know other. People have touched upon how you could still have bowls and have these playoff games, and I'm sure that there's a way to figure out so that everybody makes their money yeah. and and everything like that. But I, I I hope that we're getting closer. And and darn it, if we wouldn't have had Cincinnati win that game, maybe it, that had it, maybe accelerated. It sparked some discussion. I think it really does. And you can have the discussion with some facts and some data. Yes. Like look. Look, facts right here. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing we're seeing that come through. Um, anyways, I mean, w just that situation right there, just that play, and that situation, man. We're we're seeing just all the ripples from yeah, that. the ripples and kind of the aftermath of that one play. That's kind of the 
goal of the yeah of the chat. Yeah, just to kind of look at some things now. As we continue on, we have uh, not just football. Um, we're looking at different things with basketball, baseball, um, different levels of uh, sports. You know, looking at high school, college, professional, and again, we're we're not here to say this is what you should do. We're just having a discussion and and seeing, hey, wh where would we have gone? Where could it have gone? You know, try to dissect and see, hey was this the best call that could have been made in that situation? Where could people learn from this to help influence? Because obviously that's not the last time that situation is going to come up. It'll be there uh, sooner than later that that situation will, will come up where a, a coach is going to have to make a decision on, Hey, do I run the ball? Do I throw the ball? Do I go for it? Do I want my defense? I mean, it comes up weekly. It's just that that was a, Big situation with a lot on the line. Obviously, every game that you play in is a big situation for you. But, I mean, nationally and how it rippled out, that just was a huge thing. And, again, I applaud Cincinnati's coach for going for it. I really love the aggressiveness. And, and me personally, I know that other coaches would be like, well, you're an idiot because it didn't work. And that's fine. You can have that opinion. And, and I'm never going to get mad at you for calling me an idiot because – you know, that's your opinion. <laughs> so anyways, um, I hope that, you know, you found the discussion interesting. Uh, this is our first attempt at this. Uh, I'm excited to get better at doing podcasts, adding in some new things. Um, I hope to have some, uh, you know, fun sections to talk about with uh, Coach Crow. I hope to have on some other guests um, along with, uh, with Dustin here and and have some really intriguing um, topics that are coming up over the coming weeks here. And uh, hopefully you enjoy this and, and hope to support us a little bit. And, and all we need from support is just to listen to and to subscribe. And, and uh, that's all you need, man. We just are looking to have some fun discussing sports, which is what we do anyway. Which is what we do anyway. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a unique time in, in, our, in history right now with... Uh, pandemic and uh, life just being different and it's like you know what let's do something fun that's right let's do something and let's make it make it what we can so uh for all for those uh out there that do this professionally um do podcasts and sports talk radio um you know one thing i struggled with is you know i'm not i'm not a pro i'm not a pro what do i bring the table what do, what 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 different what am i going to do different but we're just going to try and talk sports and have a good time. And we're, we're excited at anyone that wants to kind of come along on the journey with us. So thank you for sticking it out with us, uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. And uh, we'll try to get these out every other week or so, you know. Um, and we hope that you uh, follow along on the situation. Till next time. Thanks.